What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of It's Your World. I'm your host, Jordan Brown, Dane Allen, a.k.a. Uptown Jordan Brown, a.k.a. Big Buckets Brown. <laughs> that does not get funnier. Either. It's just silly. Um, thank you for checking out last week's episode uh, with my guest, Derek J., who is one of the... He's doing some big things in comedy right now in Chicago, and I really appreciate him taking the time to sit down and talk to me and really, you know... Tell us what it's like to put on the show. Tell us what it's like to live your life and really put in, you know, the time and effort that you did for your job. And then just decide one day, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I think we have so many stories of people that do stuff like that. It was just cool to really sit down and talk to somebody who's actually done that. You know, who's actually sat down in front of me and be like, hey, man, I was doing this. I was working. I had this going on for me. and I just wanted to switch it up. I wanted to take the talents that I had and really just, you know, do what I had to do and, you know, showcase those talents. In a way, Derek is a lot older than me, so it was kind of cool to get that type of words of wisdom and advice from somebody like that. You know, um, a lot of times uh, we, as black men, don't really sit down and talk to each other that way and not in a bad way you know what i'm saying is there's sometimes a disconnect between generations you know he's almost a generation older than me and a lifetime older than me in some cases but to say like you know hey man i'm gonna sit down and talk to you one i got time you know like that's the first thing i got time to sit down and discuss this with you um i also have you know proof of what i've done and my accomplishments i have Proof of the hard work that I put into building up my own production when it comes to putting on a show at the Laugh Factory, one of the top comedy clubs in Chicago right now. Um, and the way that he's put his business model together and just being able to say, hey, man, this is what I did. This is how I, you know, did my trial and error with this. And it, and it works. Um, one thing didn't work. Another thing did work. And I just, you know, figured it out from there. I think that was... Um, that was the most impressive part of that episode to me. Um, I really, like I said, he's one of the guys, another guy. When I met him and I had just started out doing comedy, little did I know, you know, he had just started out maybe a year, two two or three years actually ahead of me and started doing something different. And I thought like, man, like for me to not even have a name out there, for me to not know anybody in comedy and for him to just be like, you know what? You seem like a good dude. I'm going to give you some advice. I'm going to hope that you use it well and, you know, um, go from there. And we reconnected at an open mic that he had. And when I saw the way that, you know, and we even talked about that in that last episode. We talked about how he put things together and how he has it almost interactive where the audience members are kind of involved in the show. Like, that was kind of dope, man. Um, Y'all got to go check it out, man. He's got a few mics, actually, so you got to look him up on uh, IG and on uh, Facebook, Derek J uh, Comedy, I believe it is, but yeah, man, just, yeah, like, I thought that was dope, man, but this week, whew, just, uh, it's life, man, just keeps getting better and better, I, I feel like we are at a time right now where summer's about to start kicking off, you know, we got some new music out. 
uh Kanye with his seven 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 uh albums. I think Tiana Taylor just dropped her album last week as well. Nas the week before, Pusha T and then Yay and then Kissy Ghost. Man, it's a lot going on right now. We get, we we're done with basketball, we're rolling into baseball, so um yeah, man, it's real chill. We got WNBA starting back up again and stuff like that. So I feel like uh, it's going to be a good summer, man. And actually, as I'm recording this, the Drake album came out tonight. So Drake is uh, trying to, I don't know if he can come back from that one. Uh, he kind of, he lost it a little bit, you know, but he's still at the top of the game. I haven't put it on yet, but I'm going to check it out and see how that goes. But, um, yeah, the album Scorpion. But for me, man, I actually had a show tonight, did pretty well. I actually went to two. So I went to the Juke Joint on 47th Street with uh, Mika and her um, her uh, showcase or open mic. We got to see Candace do her thing. Candace, you had a great set, baby girl. Uh, spent a lot of time away from her. She was uh, making a family. You know, she had a, about a year or so away, and um, we're just happy to see her uh, really – I, I thought the set was great. You know, she had about a good 10, 15-minute set. Did, actually, probably longer than that. And to be away from comedy that long and then to be able to just pick it up and just, like, you got a promising future, lady. Uh, remember that. Um, also, um, the show that I did at Spoke with the Second City crew at a Second City class that I took a while back. We kind of stuck together, you know. And um, thank you, Irene Tinoco, who also has an It's Your World episode. Go check it out. Um, she's probably, she's earning, you know, her keep and, 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 you know, paying her dues when it comes to producing shows. But she's done a great job, man. She's really... Um, Really like got us all all us all us together and kept us together. You know, it's one of those situations where, you know, again, putting on a production, putting on a showcase, and not really knowing exactly how to do that, and then doing it. <laughs> so we gotta appreciate her for that. Make sure y'all check her out. Um, and like I said, she's got an episode. Go back and listen to that episode. You get to know who Irene is. But this week's guest. The Low Vision Lover, that's his IG name, Ben Noble. Um, Again, Ben was another guy. I remember going to an open mic for the first time, and Ben was just like, hey, man, what's up? I'm like, hey, what's going on, bro? <laughs> and, like, he kind of, um, again, gave the same advice that you're probably going to hear later, and, and he was established. And I really, I appreciate that, man, like, Sometimes people, like, in this world we live in, people don't have to talk to you. People don't have to tell you anything. People don't have to help you do anything. They don't owe you anything. And I know that. And that's one of those things where when I got to talk to him for the first time, he was hosting a show in Hyde Park, that open mic that they have. Um, uh, I saw him. Like I said, at the random open mic, and then he even talks about the show that he's putting on right now at the Curtis Exchange Cafe, the We See You Working show. And it's like, bro, I'm like, these people don't have to have time, <laughs> but he does, man. And again, like, I, I heard some of his material and got to talk to him and got to hear him do, you know, talk about how he did his his shows at Jokes and Notes and 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 his trip he took a couple of weeks ago. I think he was in NY and, and, and really had a great time. And another competition he won, the competition when he, he won when he first started out doing comedy and he found like, oh shit, I'm pretty good at this. You know, <laughs> like 
like it's it's really cool to see people that you've seen their names in marquees. You've seen their names on the internet. You've seen their names on Google. Do your Googles. Ben Noble. You can Google him. Ben Noble, comedian. You know, he's well known here in Chicago for his comedy. And it's like, damn. Like, this dude actually sat down and talked to me. Like, I know he's humble and everything. You'll hear this episode. But it's like, man, you know, I just appreciate you even just being like, yes. Or, fuck that. Sometimes, for me, it's more so like... People don't know you at all. They don't know you from Adam. And when you send out an email, they could easily say, no, I'm not fucking with you. They can easily say, I ain't got time for it today, bro. Or my one of my favorites is like, how much you paying, you know, to be on my show? Like, you get that. It's like, hey, man, that's how you start stuttering. you like, hey, man, I, 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 got, I, I got this, you know. And then, like, just to sit, him to sit down and, and send me an uh, email and be like, hey, man, you know, I would be happy to be involved with your podcast. Like, I appreciate that, dude. So I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Make sure you follow him on IG at Low Vision Lover. Follow the show at It's Your World Pod underscore. Follow me on IG and Twitter at It's Jordan Bruh, J-O-R-D-A-I-N. The I means I'm black. Hey, subscribe and review, guys. That's, that's good. Like, yeah, you good. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Don't make it weird. Might check one, two, one, two, one, two. Some people do, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but, like, it's, I, I, I get what you're saying, like, about the parallel thinking. Mm-hmm. But where do you draw the line when it comes to, like, <laughs> like, it's, it's weird, man. I, like, people can look at a joke. They'll see a joke and, you know, I'm going to take that. I'm going I'm to I'm take a, I'm going I'm to take a punchline out, you mm-hmm. know, take a word out, switch this word around. But, like, you know if a motherfucker, like, stealing a joke. <laughs> the but whole joke? Like, the whole joke. But I don't get mad because if you got to steal a joke, that means you're not funny. Oh. And Oof. if you really, you know, as a person who may have gotten their joke stolen, like, I'm just gonna make another one because I, I think I got it like yeah, that. Like, yeah. You know, like I had some jokes st- stolen into me. I literally have a joke. The man, I think I'm not even following this dude, but he copied and pasted my joke, my status, and made a meme. And I had like emojis and spaces. He mm. literally didn't change none of that. Just kept emojis the exact same <laughs> and made a meme. And then like I didn't, I didn't see this girl. Sent it message. to you. Yeah, and I went to go follow him, go to look, he blocked me. So I don't even know the guy. We had no mutual friends or nothing. I don't know how he came across my page, but he saw that status, took the meme, copy pasted it, and, and it went viral, though. Wow. I'm like, come on, bro. But, but I was mad because, you know, it went viral. It's mine, but I'm not mad at it to a point like, okay, I can just write another one. That's all I'm like. But yeah, that's what I, dude, I put, that's I put what, out jokes. That's fucked up, though. <laughs> it's, it's fucked up. It's <laughs> fucked up for real. And I think like because it's really no legal way to do anything with right, you guys just letting go sometimes. Yeah, it's like and I and and I think that's what's different between rap and comedy as far as because at least in rap, you know, he can take it, but you got to pay for that. Also. Right, yeah, pay for it's the sample really or whatever it is. A joke, so. Uh, that's why in comedy it's the worst crime you can <laughs> commit. <laughs> this nigga he a joke thief, so he ain't getting booked nowhere. Right. So, anyway. Damn. I um sit with Ben Noble and 
comedian, comic extraordinaire. You know? <laughs> no, actually, um, you were like one of the first comics that I ever saw. Like, just like a regular cool dude, you, like spoke to me when yeah. I first time. I was like, oh, he, he made people laugh. He talked to me. <laughs> I appreciate it. I should have asked, but like, you know, you can do a Zanies, bro. You, you all over the city. I think I think you should do a few mics and everything like that. You know. You know, what's it been like, man, just on the comedy grind lately? Man, it's been it's been dope, bro. Like, to be honest, it's been crazy. It's been in about five years, and it's like, you know, at one point I'm like, man, I just want to be, you know, be able to hit the clubs. Mm-hmm. Just walk in, you know, just get it on the stage, and now I'm actually hosting at these clubs, right. featuring, like, get paid at these clubs, and it's like, man, that's it's crazy, and mm-hmm. it's cool, but it's like, that's not my goal, you know. It's, it's cool to look back and like that's cool, but I'm not satisfied at all. I want to keep pushing, but it's 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 been lovely, bro. It's really? been cool, like just living out your dream. Like this is what you want to do, what you've been wanting to do, and like you're actually doing, doing it. Now. it. Yeah. So it's a it's a good feeling, man. Like I, I I think it's one of those things. Like you said, you be like, man, I want to be here. I want to do that. I want to do this, and it starts actually happening. Yeah, yeah. You know what is it like when you realize that? It's happening for you, like legit, legitimately, it's happening yeah. for me. <laughs> like to me, I mean, it's it's cool. This is, you know, because this is something that I like doing even before I was doing comedy. I've been a, always been a big fan of stand up, so just to sit back, like, like that's me. Like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I get so in awe because like I'm cool with some of the comedians that I used to look, look up, up to. Yeah, yeah, I'm like. Oh, now we. Oh, that's my friend. Now. Right. He, 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 like, come, come to the barbecue. I'm like, why used to watch you on TV? Yeah, I had that. Like, I think I met like Wildcat and then like uh, David Williams and yeah. Riddles. I was yeah. just like, oh shit! Like, it's really him. And it's it's really weird though because I came from a realm where it's like it was sports just for me, and then when I came into the comedy thing, it was more like, oh shit, like. Now you got to do the same thing, or you got to climb all over again, yep. and yep. then make those same connections and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, what what was that like for you? You know, aside from just being on the stage and, and doing your thing mm-hmm. outside of that, it's, it was cool because like you gotta you know, definitely have to network. It's not just about being on stage. You definitely have to network and mm-hmm. you know be somebody that people wants to work with. Exactly. You know, like you can you can be funny, but if you're an asshole, don't nobody want to be bothered with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like. You just just be yourself, be chill. But you have, definitely have to be out there, show your face, and be mm-hmm. at these places. Um, you know, you know. Oh, that's oh, that's Bia. You know, he came to my spot. Right. You know, oh, that's so and so. That's so and so. The Jordan right there. Yeah, come to my spot. You know. So it's definitely like being out there. Um, you know, being at other places, supporting, and just um, being. Be a good person. Right. Like, that goes a long no way. way. Like, just be a to, decent just human being. That's crazy. That's weird to say. Like that's a criteria now like, because people. There's a lot of anxious people. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so like, just you don't. You would not believe just the bookings I've got just for being a, a cool person. Just, you know. I think a lot of it has to do with just the fact that I was actually talking to another comic about this, Alan Ford. We were mm-hmm. talking about jokes, but. Mm-hmm. When you when you are comic, you use your language. It's almost everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, one wrong word, the joke is terrible. Yeah. So you definitely got to be able to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I guess that's what you mean by just like it could happen from just saying, "Hey, what's up?" to somebody yeah. every so often. Then you see another person over and over again, yeah. and you build that relationship and that rapport with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just like with any job, it's, it's 
I guess it's who you know sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little more about not what you know, but who you know. But that's with anything, you know. But you still, at the end of the day, you got to be funny. So you got to be funny on top of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also about, you know, who you know. Uh-oh. When was the uh, the first time you realized you were funny? Like, it, because I, I ask a lot of people I have on the show, you know, when was the first time they realized, man, I'm good at this and I should actually get paid to do this shit? Oh, you want to be funny in general or just stand up? I thought <laughs> I was funny. Okay. Both. But I think the first time I, I knew I was funny was like as a kid and like we're just, you know, we were family and having conversations as a group and I would talk and just make family laugh. Like I'll make them grown folks right. laugh too. Right. Like, okay, this is this is fun. Right. This is good. Hey, mom, look at this. <laughs> Did I go too far and get a whooping? But right. <laughs> I feel like I feel like most comments got the same Yeah, story. like oh, yeah, yeah. What the, what you say what? But um, so yeah, I, I think I've always had a knack of being funny um, and being myself as well. Like you know how I talk on stage is how I talk on the mic and how mm-hmm. I talk in person. You know, and uh, also growing up. On the south side of Chicago, you gotta know how to roast. Man, you get cause you gotta yeah, know fire your ass. Yeah, yeah. And I'm already a fat dude, so yeah. you know I had jokes coming at me. I had to you be know, ready to go. You no, know, I'm legally blind, so he can roll all the blind jokes. Yeah, but don't nobody know that. Until I tell them. Right. When I tell them, then it's all, you can't even see them. Right. You know, they can see these thick ass glasses, man. So, like, so we both, you know, targets, but that helps us be funnier, right. you know. So, but that's, I had to learn that from an early age. And, you know, as far as with the stand up, I think I know I can do this on stage. Um, like, I had one of this while I was in college, but I was wow. nervous. Um, but I didn't really start until after college. And um, it was just one time I went to Jokes and Notes. You remember Jokes okay. and Notes in 47? Um, I was in a contest, a Power 92 contest. And um, I think I was like second place. But it was like big name comics though. And this was literally like my first year in. And after that, I was like, man, who the fuck is you? Where you come from? <laughs> and like from then on, I'm like, okay, I, I think I can really do this. Like, yeah, I can do this. I can do this, yeah. Like, I got this, matter of fact. So, so you need to tell me, you went from being nervous to even do comedy, period, to winning a competition with established motherfuckers that was, like, names. Man, it was, yeah. It was, you said names? Like, name, they had, like, I mean, they were already established comics who were... Yeah, it was, like, Hot Sauce was in there. Mm. I think Mike Sam was there. Um, who Dangerous Scott was in there. Um... It was, let me see, who else? I can't, it was so long ago, but it was Jokes and Note, Power 92 contest. Ronnie, M. Dubs, Ronnie George, I think mm-hmm. they both was in there. So it was like some some well-known comics, Chicago right. comics, like some beast. And I was nervous as shit. <laughs> first year in, doing comedy. Maybe about a second, whatever, it was early in, and shaking, nervous, was talking. I had like a Sonic the Hedgehog shirt, a Sonic the Hedgehog shirt on. It was heating my shirt before the show. <laughs> But I made that work until my and it just it just went crazy. But from then it's like I I can really do this. And like I was saying before about the comedian that you were looking up to after the show, that was like, oh, you okay, he really yeah, he got, he, got, got, yeah, got he do this. It's almost like you got to earn that respect. Really? And I think that was my day of earning the respect. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it was earning respect, and also gave me that that extra boost of like you can do this shit for real. Well, I feel like when you say that two years in, like, you still, like, I didn't expect to even get a, like, gig, mm. you know, when I first started out. Yeah. And so when you say that, like, 
that rings bells with me because it's like, man, dude, like you lucky people even want to have you in the space yeah. right now. Yeah. And that's kind of the type of thing that you get um, when you are doing stand up. And what is that like for you, though? Because I know for me, it's like, uh, man, I, I'm at that age. I mean, at well, age, stage, yeah. whatever it is in comedy. <laughs> well, I'm like the comedy age where I'm like, I might coin that and start using that. Um, it's like, I think I'm good. I think I'm decent. I should be able to, you know, be an opener for the chitlin circuit. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, when you start getting feature spots and things like that, you see your name in the marquee and everything, you know. What was that like? It's, it was it was amazing seeing, like, beings that been known as Zanies. Like, you walk past Zanies, you can see that, like, they have a headshot of mm-hmm. them for the week. I'm like... Oh, that's me right there. <laughs> and they just they used to walk past that. Like, I wish I was on there. And I walk past and now, like, oh, I'm on there. Like, that's crazy. But it's like, um, I feel like, so this is how I think the the uh, the age of comedians the are. Yeah, is. Like, once you get your, you know, you start off in your first year in, you think that you really good, right? You get that. Um, I, I feel like I had confidence. I don't know about being really okay, good. So you like, you can build the confidence. It's like, some, a lot of times you get your first or second year, it's like a, a quick, not quick, but you're going uphill almost. True. But after, the, after your second year, it's like you hit that wall almost mm-hmm. because, uh, mm, how can I say it? Some people think they, I don't want to say they're funnier. They're, they're not as funny as they think they are. I don't want to say that, but it's like you have to do more work. I right. think some comedians... They get to that second year and be like, oh, yeah, I can do I this. Got I, this. I, I can headline Apollo now. Like, no longer. <laughs> but we I mean, I did. That's how I know so well. I'm like, oh, I got this. Yeah. Right. And I do 10 minutes, 15 minutes of that. And, and I got to add a club, 15 minutes, and be boo-boo. So it's mm-hmm. like, no, you're not. You got to definitely put in more work. Um, bombing is helpful. People, True. People are scared about bombing. Like, that's helpful because it brings you back down to earth mm-hmm. <laughs> and lets you know, okay, you still have to put in the work. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, um, I think it's that, that two to three year uh, wall is like, that's the scariest part of the comedy because it's like, of a comedian, it's like, some people think they should be, uh, they're not where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, once you like hit that wall and understand it after you that figure third, it out. after that third and fourth, <laughs> you're like, okay, I get it now. I get it. I didn't know shit. Now I know. You know. So that's what I would say. It's more like that. Like you said, comedy age. When you first start off, you like living room funny. Like, yeah, I can go to the living room and have some motherfuckers laugh. And he's like, okay, or even. Actually, like, I, I was so humble when I started comedy. I was like, nigga, are you even lunch table funny right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's the whole thing is, is, is building that repertoire up and putting together different material and everything like that. Now, I haven't seen you perform in a long time. Like, what's your material looking like nowadays? It's, 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 it's uh, the style and the same. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, talking, talking about experiences and, and observations and. Um, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to push out more way more material. That's, that's my main thing. We were just talking before about open mics. Um, I just want to try out this new stuff. I got a lot of new stuff I want to try out. But, you know, my life is really pretty much the same. I got a, I got a girlfriend now, so mm-hmm. that's a whole new thing. Yeah, it's a so relationship <laughs> joke. It's crazy because a lot of my joke was around dating, so it's like, ooh, I got to throw away. <laughs> <laughs> this 10 minutes of joke. I can't talk about dating random 
fucking random chick. But <laughs> even then, when you got a chick, it's, it doesn't even matter. You say something about ladies, they, they immediately think that you're talking about them. I was yeah. listening to something the other day they were saying that. And that was, that's, how is that, man? Because for me, it's like, please bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cool. Like, she's, she's very, very helpful with mm-hmm. everything, you know? So it's, it hasn't been a big, like a big deal. Like sometimes I think of stuff I'm like, oh, I don't want to feel bad or anything. Really? She'd be like, man, say that shit. So, <laughs> like, she, she real helpful with it. <laughs> it's no, no stress. But I do want to change it just because, you know, it's, I want to learn how to, I'm learning how to, be funny or make jokes according to my life. Mm-hmm. I know these old, you know, these being single jokes, they work, right. but since it's not me anymore, I want to go change just because it's a help um, development of being a comedian. Right. You, know, you got to keep it funny with your, with your, with your, change, with your changes in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's one of the things I was talking to my girl, like, you don't even say jokes about me like that no more. It's like, it's kind of old now. Like, <laughs> after you be together with somebody for so long, you're like, man, do I really want to talk about the same shit that we already talked about? But, like, growing up, dude, like you said, you got the got roasted and all this type <laughs> of shit like that, everything like that, dude. But, like, what, um, what was that? How, does, how do you think that molded you into being, or how do you think Chicago molded you into being a comedy? Because Chicago is a place that I love a lot. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think a lot of people share that same thing. I just want to, you know, get your point of view on that. Yeah, I think, you know, Chicago is like a everything that happens in Chicago is like worldwide almost. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a, a the influence lot of is influence is huge. So, you know, being from Chicago, we are some of the originators of the influence, you know, even if people don't know it, like, you know, the, the roasting and the heating your head and all that, like, that's re- revolutionary, goddammit. So it's like, this just being, being able to, uh, that being part of my life is like, that really helps with stay, with, with comedy, the jokes. Mm-hmm. You gotta be confident when you heating somebody. You gotta be. Even if it's, you, you don't even think it's funny, you just yeah, say you it. Gotta, <laughs> man, bro, what? That's how it is. That's how it is on stage. With your, uh, your water top head, and like, that ain't funny though. You're seeing it with all this heart. Like, it's funny, yeah, okay, you know, backstrap, right. boop. I need to say shit, but <laughs> you see, but that translates to the stage, dog. Like, the crowd, this is my learn too. The crowd can sense if you're confident. Right. So, like, and I think being from Chicago, like, that helps. You know, Chicago being from the South Side. The confidence is huge, mm-hmm. and it helps, and you know that's part of a thing. The, the Chicago swag is, you know, people see that on stage, right. and that's a. And it's just Chicago has really, really helped in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of people now, you know, Chicago has has been getting a bad rep in the news for um, violence and crookedness and politics. Mm-hmm. And all that right. shit. But that's so, and I feel like that's one thing that we. And talk about a lot, but it's also something that Chicago has been known for for a very long time. Yeah, well, yeah. the Wendy City. The Wendy City <laughs> means the um, talking about the um, the crooked politicians. politicians. They, they talk like the wind, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm random fact, I know. I be doing random facts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. it's, 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 you're right because it goes from fucking 
the politicians feel one way, they get their pockets greased, they go another way. But that's how it's always been. We've always been known for gangster mentality and all this type of stuff. And it's like, I think that is one of the things that the gritty, that brings the grittiness out of everybody being here in Chicago. And when you take that attitude, like you said, that confidence and everything, you really... You actually just represent Chicago when you're on stage and, and you doing that. So I definitely feel you on that. But what what do you got coming up, man? Like I know you said you're trying to get together, do some sketches and stuff for people, <laughs> do stuff like that. You know what what other moves are you making? Uh, well, I got uh, I'm producing a, a a show, a comedy show, a monthly comedy show, and this is this is pretty dope. It's like a monthly comedy show every second Friday at the Currency Exchange Cafe. Mm-hmm. It's on. 305 East Garfield. It's kind of big time, man. I didn't see them on TV before. <laughs> they they are huge, bro. They 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 uh they are a big staple on the South Side. Got a lot of people. Dope food. Um. So yeah, the first show was last month. So we're doing the second show July 13th. Okay. Um. Only five dollars. But I love it, and the reason why I want to produce the show is because we don't have any comedy on the South Side. I hate that I have to go north. north. All the time to do open mics and stuff, and like jokes, notes like a love a big hole mm-hmm. in the Southside comedy. So even though you know this is this is the fir- the second show coming up in July, but it's definitely I, w- I really wanted the show to be on the South Side, mm-hmm. and the first show was a fucking success. Like okay. it was huge. It was it was crazy. Like I think. It's, the cafe is not that big, but we had like 70 people come out. I think it's oh, about. That's a good turnout, man. <laughs> like, yeah, like, shit, oh, if I put on something, two people show, I'm like, thank you, appreciate you, thank you. Man, it was crazy. And I think it only seats like, the capacity like 80. So it was like, it was wow. it was a lot of people there. It was cool. Um, a lot of comedians fell through. Um, LaRoyce Hawkins, who's mm-hmm. on um, Chicago PD. Um, Officer Atwater, he came through this okay. the set, so it was it was dope, and you know everybody had had nothing but great things to say about it, and um, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a dope show, it's gonna be dope, and it's every second Friday, only five dollars. Next one is July thirteenth. It's called the We See You Comedy. Okay. We See You Comedy, hosted by Ben Noble, because we see you out there working. <laughs> That's the whole thing. That's real. <laughs> we see you, bro. We see. You. That's real. We see. You. Well, what what it. What, what was it like putting that together, dude? Because I hear, like, I don't know, the last episode I did, I had Derek J. on, who's another Chicago comic. I think y'all might even know each other, yeah, too. Yeah, I know, I know Derek, yeah. But, like, he talks about how he puts the programs together and everything like that, get the flyers, everything. Like, what is that? What's your what's your method of madness when it comes to that? Well, you know, this is, like, my first really time producing the show. Really? So I was kind of, like, surprised. Not surprised, but just happy that the turnout for the first show was amazing. Mm-hmm. But... You know, my thing is definitely a lot of, uh, gotta push it out, gotta push it out. A lot of social media. I know, uh, I know you gotta do flyers, but I don't think flyers work as much as it used to back in the day because everybody is on social media now. I will so say this I think it, it, we might be making a, a shift soon, man, because I feel like everybody's just tired of all the information that they're getting. But yeah, I definitely. I seen a couple of flyers that you put out and different well the pluggers on the on your Instagram and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So I do feel like you do have to have both though. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Um but they're trying to hit like all type of different social media venue places, uh, you know, to post the flyers and the information. Um but definitely like I've been there's flyers at the 
cafe. So you walk in, people walk Advertise in. Advertise for the next yeah, one, the yeah. next month show too. Mm-hmm. And my next thing, what I, what I haven't done yet is to get the flyers and walk around the neighborhood because it's like it's it is a neighborhood cafe, and it's it's really dope. It's been renovated and it's, it's and like you said, you've heard of it. It's been on the news. Like it, it gets a lot of traffic. So you know them asking me to wanting me to do the show is, is mean a lot. So just me doing social media, the Currency Exchange having its own name and me actually doing the, the grit of getting out there and telling people, people about it. Yeah, yeah. How'd you make that connection though? Is it just being a decent person again? Bro, just random, <laughs> like me, me and my girl went there one time, oh this place nice, like I should do a show here. I'm like, yeah. So I called it's crazy. They were like, okay, cause they they were looking for a show. Mm-hmm. They were looking for okay. they have like a jazz night. They have like nightly events, different days of the week. So they just so happened. It was just we crossed paths at the right time. I'm, I was looking for a place to produce a show. They were looking for a comedian uh, to do a show. So it's just you know after hashing out the business part of it, it's, it was pretty easy. You know, cause mm-hmm. we were looking for each other almost. Wow. It works out. So, and Derek said the same thing, man. He just, I don't know, maybe I need to start trying to produce or something. Or something like it's that. hard. <laughs> man, it's like, so I'm you know, producing and hosting, right? So, you know, hosting is it's already different. But when you produce and you helping people coming through, making sure that you're ready, ask people, ask you questions, but they don't, you got to go on stage in five minutes to be fine. Right. Like, it's, that's nerve wracking. Like, right before the show, matter of fact, right before the show, we had to change the sound system, so I had to okay. put some time wow. back. So I had to help bring in a speaker. People asking about food. People asking this. I'm like, show about shot in two minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna try it down. Man, I gotta snap out of that and be hilarious. Here we so it's a it's it's a different animal. <laughs> <laughs> when you write and do like, what are your influences, man? What are you listening to? What are you watching? I know for me, Netflix is somehow has become like a really huge influence just from different things. What about yourself? Mm-hmm. I've been listening to it like um, I've been trying to get back there to listen to music that fell off my hip hop rap scene, but I've been I'm listening recently. I've been listening to J Rock. He came out with a new album. Okay, that he just dropped a new album. Yeah, that was pretty good. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. There's a, a lot of there's a lot of hip hop. I try to it gets me in the in the mood in the mood. It's like rap music and comedy has had a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. and you know it just gets you in that in that vibe, gets your brain going. I do watch a lot of I watch some Netflix. Um, I've been watching a lot recently, but uh, I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And uh, I done watched the whole series like three times, but I'm starting to rewatch it again. But I don't know why Game of Thrones. It, I got into it for a little bit, but yeah. then I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but Game of Thrones cold. I don't, I don't know why. I don't like that Shakespearean, Harry Potter stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Game of Thrones, that's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's why show, hey, you know what? The Shy, The Wire, okay. like my favorite show don't even go together, like The Wire and Game of Thrones. What the fuck? I think that's kind of the thing with, uh, like for me, I got a couple of playlists I listen to. It's just random shit, just mm-hmm. random stuff playing. And, and I think that's kind of how I take in information, too. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you just know, like, random facts. Like, you just read oh, stuff somewhere. I know, I know that I'm like, um, Oh, I pop listen to podcasts. Okay. Oh, you know, hey, right, you know. exactly. <laughs> Plug it. Um, subscribe and review. Yeah, subscribe and review. <laughs> <laughs> listen to this podcast. That's what I do. I listen to this podcast before every show. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man, that, is, that was not rehearsed. It's not written down at all either. 
Thank you, man. I appreciate oh, yeah. that. What podcast you listen to? I listen to it's this stuff called um, Stuff Works. It's a, uh, a combination of it's a series of um, podcasts. It's like stuff you need to know, stuff they don't want you to know about. It's a lot of weird fact noids, conspiracy theory, and. Um, those random facts. Right. I don't know why I be doing some random ass shit. I be, I be talked about now earlier, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I listen to a lot. Uh, and I think like, but listen to that stuff is a lot of information. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff you, I can um, get stored in my head. Like, okay, I forgot about this fact. Maybe I can right. joke about that on stage or you know talk about that. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the big things I I try to listen to now. It's, it's, it's weird, but. <laughs> Yeah. I've been doing this thing where actually I think I took a couple of shows off of it. I haven't really, well, tapped into it as much. I'm talking about culture and how it affects us and things like that. How is it affecting you? Just being out in the world right now and then putting out your your jokes and your material and stuff. Yeah, it's like you want to try to you know when you're on stage you have a lot of people's attention, mm. undivided attention. And you want to, you know, talk about stuff that's important to you. And there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the news that's, uh, you know, important to me or, you know, just fucked up. But you want to want to speak your opinion and um, you want to try to find a way to, to speak what you believe in and what you feel mm-hmm. about, but also have it be funny. Because that's the main thing. If you're a comedian, the main job is to be funny. I think some comedians get stuck. They be so, so into um, being being political and, mm. and want to you know fight the power that they forget <laughs> that to, they're supposed to, to be, be funny. funny. <laughs> like, oh, he said all this shit like man, be a motivational speaker then right. because you ain't saying fun you know so um, yeah it's, it's we we in some trying ass times but uh, it's that's that's definitely the way I, I'm looking at my jokes now is trying to talk about stuff that's going on in the world but still make people laugh. It's hard. Yeah, I, and, and I even have to catch myself sometimes, like, dude, do you really even want to talk about this? Like, because it's it's so nerve-wracking, and now you get tired of talking about it. Like, everybody got Trump jokes, and then... Yeah, I, try, I try to stay away from Trump jokes just yeah. because of that. And, and everybody's talking about some of the same things. And we were talking earlier about that parallel thinking and everything like that. But, yeah, man, I think it's one of those times where we are getting so much shit that... For me, it felt like we were getting so much shit, and oh yeah, I can make a joke about that. I can talk about this, and it's like, okay, this is getting out of hand. Where real life is not like this shit is ridiculous. <laughs> like you see, like on the, the, the late night talk shows, like, they talk about Trump every episode. Night. I think it's Stephen Colbert that yeah, he his whole show. monologue is, show. His, uh, his whole monologue is Trump. Like it's a lot of other stuff that's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, we can talk about other stuff. I think that people hate Trump so much that the joke writer can be lazy. Because, because it just writes itself sometimes. It writes itself. So you really ain't got to... Like, I was thinking about, like, I worked on this bit. Now, I don't know if this is funny, but I'm like, it's so bad now. It's like we're living in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like, mm-hmm. because we got the Nazis, that's Inglorious Bastards. So, okay. You know? <laughs> we got slavery and, you know, pro-blackness, yeah. that's the Django Unchained. You know, yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a cold Like, you got to break it down to the point where, like, you really got to work at this shit. It's just... <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a cold I mean, if you, if you want it, you can have You might say it better. I don't know, but... I, I was just putting it together like, damn, like... No, that's true. That's how it does. But that can, that can go... I don't really... I haven't watched all the Quentin Tarantino movies. And that, that was the whole point of it. Just, like, putting all but the that, movies... That's a dope-ass idea. Or eat, dude. 
He might be right. Because it was like, then you're thinking about the entire Trump cabinet, you know. That's the hateful eight, if you ever seen that. <laughs> like, what? Just trying to find. That's cold, dude. Instead of just taking, like, I don't want to take, because people got jokes about the shit. But just, you know, I don't know. You just, it's really hard to stay away from it for me. And you do have to. That's the hardest part. Take yourself out of it for a minute and then be like, People hear about this 24-7. Do they really want to hear about this shit while you sitting in front of them and talking for 15, 20 minutes? Well, that's what I think I think people do because, like, again, <laughs> they addicted it's to it. So, so they still doing it. They're getting paid millions on NBC, ABC. Like, so I think people do want to hear it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I think people do want to hear it. Let me say that. But I hate that because... I think it like dumbing down mm-hmm. the joke, like I said, it write it for itself. So the only reason why I say it is because they're still doing it. Like these are. This is work. I think they're gonna keep doing it until out of office. <laughs> but I, I'm t- I'm tired of it already. Like okay, it was it was funny as hell the first the first year. Right now I'm like okay, come on, bro. Like you just get tired of talking about it. I think. Yeah, like we all we know he's a racist, asshole, all that, all that. But man, we can still talk about him. But not all the time. time. Like we got other stuff. We can always see Trump, but it's not with other stuff. It's about right. other important stuff that's going on in the world. True, true. Um, man, I'm trying to think of some other stuff. Like, what, what what's your confidence level right now? I usually ask each guest, you know, what they what their confidence level is on the Kanye confidence level. <laughs> so it goes from college dropout to now, yeah, it was Life of Pablo. <laughs> so you can choose where you are on the discography of where you are in comedy right now. I think that's a solid scale. My, my confidence level is, uh, I'm going to say it's at right, right after Jesus. Oh, wow. That was... <laughs> <laughs> So you already went through the experimental crazy comedy yeah, phase. Yeah, I went through the okay, starting off with craziness, then uh, depressed. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how that's gonna work, and then oh my god, I got this. <laughs> so that is, I think that's dark, dark twisted fantasy, man. You just like cause yeah, to me, that was his. That was one of the albums where he went from. You know, just doing music to step into that realm of visual art as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And we got to see him express himself that way. So, I mean, that's what I guess that's what it is with the sketches and everything. And that's what, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's not like that. I think um, it's like it's, it is a lot of confidence. Like, even though uh, I feel like no matter where you are, you're always going to be like, I should be higher or I should be having more. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you just want to get better. You want to progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't say it, nobody else will. Like, you gotta, that's you true. Feel that way first. Wow, yeah. that's that's real. Because if you never hear anybody say it, or nobody's putting that into you or speaking it over you, as you know the church people say, yeah. <laughs> you probably won't do that. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on, as far as that goes, dude, like three things you would tell a young comic. Artists, other creative, what an entrepreneur mm-hmm. venturing out on their own might be, and this is this happens. Might be losing friends, might be you know getting into it with different people mm-hmm. about what you want to do with your life and the art or whatever it is you're chasing. Three words of advice. Three words of advice. One is uh, stick to your dream because don't nobody know your dream like you do. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a you have your plan, people are gonna come in and try to go away, go distracted because they don't see 
your goals. The vision so, that you have. Yeah, because, you know, you go in there, uh, you're going to have to struggle with any business, any entrepreneurship, you know. You got to, you know, start off down. You get a loan or you get a game or you get a profit. So mm-hmm. uh, don't let outside views determine your, your view. Um, number two is, uh, you know, do do stuff every day. Do something every day. Mm-hmm. If it's little, if it's big, like, you know, with, with economy is, you know, bookings change. You know, one, one month you can have, one week you can have 10 shows, and one week and next week you can have no shows at all. But, <laughs> you know, write, write, write a joke, write a joke, you know, write. Write a sketch, uh, write a funny status, mm-hmm. uh, something, you know, just do something every day uh, to, to keep your mind going. Uh, and I think a third one uh, would be um, invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's important, but I don't think people stress it enough. Because I said that because <laughs> I'm just now learning that. Well, I wish I would have been doing that a little bit more because, um, you know, you are your product. Really? So investing, you're, 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 people invest in other companies, mm-hmm. but will invest in yourself and you're in your own company. Like, um, you know, I'm saying like, I, you know, I'm doing stand-up, but finally, I really haven't taken any classes, really haven't put in, and I think that's my next step is to put money into myself. Um <laughs> Which says a lot because you are pretty like established in, in a way. You know, you are, your name is out there, and people do know who you are. And I think like we that's gonna take it to the next level for real. To be honest with you, dude. And, but and, and also goes with your plan. You know, I think that's, for me, I think that's where I want to go more into writing, more mm-hmm. into sketch, script writing, in which I have sketches. I don't really have the. Um, the uh, certifications or Second City or, you know, I don't have that. I just have videos or, you know, and I think with that, you get the, you know, if you get classes, you have that, that networking and that who you know, how we mm-hmm. said before. Um, so I think that's the next step. Again, it's all about what you want to go into. Some people, they want to do commercial, they want to stick with stand-up, you know, or whatever it is. I uh, feel like also, I was going to say this earlier, but like with stand-up, you have to have something else. You can't just be a stand-up comedian okay. because when you do stand-up, think, okay, what else you get? Because if you just do stand-up and you're not a writer, you're not an actor, you're not this, you're not that, I don't, I don't really, they can't really, um, your representation or your managers can't really uh, promote you like that. Wow. Mm-hmm, because you're... Um, Multifaceted. You got to have a lot going, and I think, yeah, yeah you're right. You, you're right because it can get probably nerve wracking, especially if you think just stand up and just go be it for you. Because that's part of what this is. You know, so the podcast is a way to empower people and, and like, you know, give people a, a, a precipice to stand on a platform or whatever it is you want to call it to express who they are, talk about the things that they got going on. But at the same time, it's a version of me that I'm putting out there too. Mm-hmm. So it might be, I think to me, it's really trying to establish who I am on stage and on the podcast, okay. but work as hard as possible to make sure it's the same person, yeah. you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, 
I think that was three. Oh, you got one more. That was that was three. That was three. Okay. I mean, so I, I appreciate the time, man. Definitely. It was real quick. Nothing quick and painless, you yeah, know. Yeah, that was cool. It was, it was, it was like a shot of cod liver oil. Ah. Y'all know what that is. <laughs> Uh, appreciate the time, dude. No problem, Thank you for coming bro. out. We gotta. I don't know, man. If you want to start working on something, dude? Maybe I could collab a little bit with yeah, you. Yeah, definitely, bro. I'm always, you know, I'm in the Chicago, know a name. I ain't famous. I ain't. I still gotta go back to the crib with my mama house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's real, but you're doing it though, man. And, and like what you said with the with your um with your show, I see you working out there. What you know, that that's a title for a show, but it's also a saying that means a lot. When people see you out there doing different things, they say you, they see you doing what you said you was gonna do. To me, I don't give a fuck where you live at. If motherfucker living in a box and they out here getting paid to do comedy. <laughs> Hey, I fucks with you. That was it, bro. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, thank you, dog. Appreciate that, bro. Thanks again for checking out this week's episode of It's Your World Podcast with myself, your host, Jordan Brown, aka Dane Allen, aka Uptown Jordan Brown, aka Dame Flair, aka Big Buckets Brown. Make sure you subscribe and review. Leave a five-star review for me, people, that'll help um, get the show up there on the podcast list and let people know that we're actually doing something really kind of dope here. And make sure you check out Ben on IG, Low Vision Lover. Exactly like I said it, at Low Vision Lover. And, um, yeah, man, it'll be, I think, uh, I think this is like the 20-something episode and just really trying to go strong and have um give you guys quality content throughout the entire thing you know i feel like it's one of those situations where um all you can do is really keep working and keep getting better and better at what you're doing thank you for everybody who came to check out the pop-up shop at shopsmz.com and also make sure that you subscribe and review to the show and follow me on ig at it's Jordan, bruh, I-T-S-J-O-R-D-A-I-N. That means I'm black, bruh, B-R-U-H underscore. Also, make sure you follow the podcast page at It's Your World Pod on IG and on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook as well. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it, man, you know, taking the time to sit down and talk to me and really just really, like, sit down and as, a, as an established guy, like, it's just taking the time, man. I mean, I know he says, like, you know, I'm not famous, I'm not this, I'm not that. But you are somebody that has a name out there, man. You're somebody who people call and book on the regular. Like, he's performed at Zanies. He's performed uh, all over the Chicagoland area. And, and like, and he's one of the first comics that, you know, I actually met starting out when I first started doing comedy he's one of the first people to actually like just give me some words of advice on starting out and and some of the stuff that he said at the tail end of that episode was something that he told me write something every day do something you know be productive with your time and shit like that so yeah thanks again Ben appreciate you um like I said just taking the time to talk uh, and putting your story out there and letting other people know like man hey look look me up so look Ben up like I said again on IG low vision lover you can actually um check him out uh just google his name you know comedian you can find out his booking information there his email address and everything like that and don't forget about his um open mic or his show that he puts on his showcase that he puts on 
at the Courage Exchange Cafe, man. You know, it'll it'll uh it'll be a good chance to go out there and just see some live comedy in the Chicagoland area. You know, all the comics she's bringing in to showcase their talents, the the guys and the girls who are out there just doing great work um, in the comedy game. So. Yeah, again, appreciate it, Ben. But don't forget to go and check out our first sponsor, ShopSMZ.com. We will be able to pick up some gear, ladies. You'll be able to pick up something for the rest of the summer. You know, we got the 4th of July rolling around and everything like that. Go check it out. Let us know what you think. And just, um, yeah, man, just keep supporting. Appreciate the love. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far <laughs> on the episode. But, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, um... That's all I got, people. Don't forget to subscribe and review. Five stars only. All right, y'all.